It is 18 hours, 31 minutes and 2 seconds, East African time. It was time for the Pointer Sisters on World Jump Day, but now it's time for John Sibi Okumu on Wednesday. This being Wednesday the 20th of July 2022. Hamjambo nakaribuni, hello and welcome. By my reckoning... 19 days to go. Article 81 in Chapter 7 of our Constitution on representation of the people informs us in part that the electoral system shall comply with the general principle that there should be free and fair elections which are 1. by secret ballot, 2 free from violence, intimidation, improper influence or corruption, three, conducted by an independent body, four, transparent, and five, administered in an impartial, neutral, efficient, accurate and accountable manner. Our last general elections were held five years ago, as stipulated in the Constitution, in August 2017. Memorably, for the first time in Africa, the initial results of the presidential election were annulled and the incumbent president, Uhuru Kenyatta, only returned for a second term after fresh elections were held in October. Much of the contention in 2017 centered around the use of information technology and we are set to be reliant on IT once again. For full disclosure, I know next to nothing about IT, but my mystery guest is an expert on it. Kwa kweli mgeni wangu ni mtaalamu ama gwiji kwa Kiswahili. Let's begin by listening to sample answers to the question. What do you think could stop the elections? from being free and fair. Je, ni nini haswa kinaweza kuzuia uchaguzi usiwe huru na wahaki? The cyber crime in Kenya is so high. The system may also use the uh, the hackers to hack the system to interfere with the elections. So that is my fear in as far as uh, a free and fair election is concerned in Kenya. Incumbent is one uh, major impediment to a free and fair election. What they call the, the deep state can do anything so that those people who are enjoying the trappings of power for now can continue enjoying power. Corruption in Aza Fanya is all Wakati watu wanaenda kufuoti wanapewa pale inje wana change their minds. We understand uh, it is going to be all IT uh, election. It's going to be electronic in all aspects. And we fear that uh, due to system failure, the elections may not be free and fair. So the biggest responsibility from my perspective, and this is an audit perspective, mm-hmm. is the organizer of the IEBC. Inaeza kuwa ni violence. Wakati nguns in a great atmosphere yenyai, watu awaezi piga kura kwa amani, inamanisha watu wengi awata piga kura, 
na hizo sinaweza fanya election isikuwe fair Gwiji, if I may, can you address some of those fears as they relate to IT? Uh, we'll leave the others till later. Um, Asante Molimu for this opportunity. Um, first, I'd like to start by, I think, clarifying certain aspects of the election that might not be, clar- um, might not be clear. So the first thing is that it's not going to be a fully electronic election per se, but certain elements or certain aspects of the election are the ones that are going to be handled by an electronic system. So there are three main, um, actually four main aspects that are handled by electronics. So the first is the the voter registration system, so the BVR, the biometric voter registration, where as voters were being registered, the biometrics were being captured. And this, in turn, will tie to the electronic voter identification at the polling station, where when you go to vote, you have to um, verify your biometrics again against what is stored on the system that was captured when you were registering. So that's the first the first aspect, which is in two parts. So the voter registration and the voter identification at the polling station. The second is the candidate registration system. Now, this is an IBC-specific system that just gives information about the candidates in a matter in a, in a manner that will be easy for it to be transmitted when they're transmitting uh, results and when they are verifying things like when they're going to print out the the ballot papers so that's the the third part that's going to be electronic then the last part which i believe is where the bone of contention is is the result transmission so the result transmission is where from the polling stations the returning officers are going to scan the forms and then identify themselves, then send that information back to a tallying center. And then those results are going to be displayed um, in a real-time manner to allow people to follow the election and the results as they come in. So that is the first clarification I want to, to give, that the elections are not going to be electronic fully. They're just certain aspects around one verification of the voters, two, transmission of the results, and three, um, registration of the candidates. That's the the three things that are going to be electronic in these elections. Now, one of the things I want to to cover, uh, one of the the fears that people have I want to cover is the cybercrime aspect of it. Now, it's interesting. We are all, um, can I say this... um, Cybercrime is the, um, I don't know how to say it, like it's a boogeyman. Everybody talks about cybercrime like it's the it's the biggest uh, um, threat that the elections face. But the interesting thing is the Communications Authority did or does a study on the cyber threats detected and the cyber threats um, advisories that are given for Kenyan companies quarterly. So... From the last, the, the second quarter of, so which is the last three months of last year and the first three months of this year, there was a reduction in the incidents detected by about 38%. A 38% reduction in incidents detected and also about a 3% reduction in advisories given. So advisories are when there are certain threats that are seen by um 
by the communication authority and these are presented to people so that people can um, react to them and protect themselves against that. So there was a reduction in the incidents detected and the advisories given from the end of last year to the first three months of this year. Now, that can mean two things. One, uh, the people found nothing of concern here and just moved on to the next available target. Or two, the things that people are doing to secure systems, IT systems in this country, are improving. And I'd like to be hopeful and think that it's the second part where we have people increasing the, um, the spending or their training and their knowledge of security and as such being better able as a country, as a whole, to protect against the cyber threats. Can I take you one back and just ask yes. again um, the idiot's question, if I may address myself <laughs> as such. Things went badly last time. Yes. What is the guarantee that they'll get better this time? Um, You're just saying the incidences have reduced by a percentage. Uh, that doesn't reassure me because I'm asking if in the bad old days or the good old days, whichever way you see them, is going techno a great leap forward when people just used to count things and if they disagreed with them they counted them again and ca until uh, with all their supporters watching vigilant hawkeye now you're saying we rely on the machine and if it goes wrong it's tough that doesn't reassure me okay so i'll take you back to what i mentioned about result transmission now result transmission is just an electronic way of sending the form from the polling station to the tallying station. It's not without the form. Actually, the surprising thing is without the form, those results are null and void until they have the physical form to verify against the results they received on RTS. Oh, okay, I'll jump in there because I've been reading my newspapers. This big philosophical debate amongst our contestants about manual versus electronic saying, oh, if there's not a provision for manual, I'm pulling out. Now, is this just grandstanding or is it, has it ba does it have a basis in technical fact? It has a basis in technical fact. And if you look at, um, if you go and read the election technology regulations, which is uh, subsidiary legislation to the Elections Act of 2011, there is a robust mechanism for verification. And this mechanism is based on a manual register or a manual form that is sent back to the tallying center. Well, that's fine. I think I'm going to be slightly more thematic. And when we talk, I'm going to take you the sort of classic SWOT test okay. and we'll identify the strengths. Yes. Then you'll tell us that. But I just want you for the time being to say this time round, it's with some certainty it's going to be better. We're not going to have contested elections. We're not going through nullification to be set another African record. Is that a, because there's there's a, a lot of apprehension uh, around the capabilities of the IEBC, the Electoral Commission. Is this these people being nasty to people because they wish they were doing the job instead? Um, I'm trying to look for the most diplomatic way to answer that, but Do. Uh, if you have a system... Are you going to say Shauri Amungu? <laughs> no, I would say that. I'm just saying, if you have a system in place, and this system allows us to verify, yes. so it allows us to verify the 
the results sent on the electronic system to verify it with a paper um to, with a with a paper record of of the votes that were counted and right okay so verification means sort of like uh, checking yes so is there a way yes. this time round where there isn't a single source of checking i can be checking you can be checking because we're all this wonderful machine this suv is driving everything but we can see it zooming along and i can as a citizen say gosh it seems to me that what's coming out is not what i'm registering can the citizen have a form of verification or we just have to sort of pray which is good yes we can but it will depend on um different candidates giving us one having a presence in all the polling stations which is impossible you can't say impossible it, it can work it can work it's just about 40 44,000 polling stations. Yes. I believe candidates can get 44,000 people. If if you're running for presidency, that's, that's not much. But if if we have a system where the law allows you to take, or if the law allows you to take a picture of the forms that uh, the votes have been counted and telling that, it's possible for us to have a parallel system where we can tabulate our own votes and compare against what is being shown. But for that to happen, we have to have undeniable proof that those are the results that are coming from the polling station. We'll take a break there and then I'll hit you with some more layman's apprehensions. Guiji, um, let's go back in time. The fear of power invested in the individual in the sense that last time round, the news went out that one human being, rest his soul, lost his life. Has Is there spread of responsibility so that if you take me out, the system goes on regardless? Now, I'll answer that question, but I will answer it in... A typical Kenyan fashion where my source of information is Sidimimi Nilikwambia. Now, <laughs> the reason I, I say this is because I believe lessons were learnt from last time. I believe lessons were learnt, or let me rephrase that, I hope lessons were learnt from last time. And I have I have a um, naive um, belief in our in our systems, as our, in our Kenyan systems where I believe we learn from our mistakes and we try and improve our system. So I'm be- I believe that, okay, I think that the new system shall not have a single point of failure as was envisioned, la- as was experienced last time. And again, it's my sincere hope that more steps have been put in place to ensure that a repeat of what we saw last time does not happen again. Yes. Okay, um, let's go for the key words with which we're all familiar. Uh, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, not necessarily in the order of SWAT, but we'll, we'll start with strengths. Going forward, uh, you've sort of alluded to our strengths in the sense that we're learning from the past. 
Could you elaborate on that? Why this time we come out stronger? So um, I'll just take a, a random example. Uh, we have, over the past uh, couple of months, we've had verification of mobile of our mobile phones or of our SIM cards, so to speak. And this has cascaded down to where you as an individual can check how many numbers are registered to you. And if there's anything suspicious, you can go to Safaricom and just tell them that, oh, by the way, this is not my number, then they remove it and things like that. That, in my view, is a lesson learned. So there's a lot of fraud on the system perpetrated by people using other people's SIM cards. So we as Kenyans went a step further and said, no, we're going to verify and we're going to verify against your national ID. So based on that, you see, that, that is just an example of what we have done as, as Kenyans. That's a strength. We are, we are, we're a bunch of bright people. We, we know how Thank to... Thank you for saying that. I'll, yeah, I must be in that number, uh, right? So uh, things yes, are good. Yes, but I'm Kenyan. I can't, I can't pull us down. Yes. So, so we, we, we're a branch of... We, we have some bright people out there who think through problems and sort these problems out in a Kenyan way. And you see, it's, it's a Kenyan-specific solution. Do, do yes. Could you cite some more? Or is that the only one? Um... A belief in the people. One off the top of my head. Uh, mm. If you, if you look at our our as a country now, let me let me now just be nationalistic for a second here. Now, if you look at mobile penetration in Kenya versus mobile penetration in our nearest neighbors, that's Uganda and Tanzania. Do you let me, let me pose a question to you? Do you know the percentage? No, I don't. Before you put the question, <laughs> you don't know the question. Do, do tell me. Do tell me. <laughs> okay, so I won't be caught out. <laughs> so, uh, the other day, people ask him, "Do you know the price of bread? Ooh, like, do you know oh, the I price know of it. milk? We're all suffering." No, yeah. you okay. answer the question. So, three G, the three G network in Kenya covers ninety four percent of the population. The 4G network covers about 70% of the population. So it means that 94% of the Kenyan population, if they have a smartphone, can jump on and get 3G speeds. That is not... That's, that, that is... Leap, it's miles ahead of our well, immediate needs. Uh, well, I won't say exactly that you've fallen into my trap, but you have fallen into my researches because I am given to believe that there are as many as maybe some polling stations running into the hundreds where this kind of reach isn't there. So in other words, the 25 or whatever the maths is percent. So are these voters voting in vain? No, they're not voting in vain. And the reason they're not voting in vain is because we have... Uh, now, when I say 94%, you see, you'll ask, what about the 6% that's left? Yes. Now we have a we have a vast can, vast-ish country, and there are some areas where, like, unfortunately, the northeastern areas where getting the level of coverage will be a bit difficult. But if you have been following global technology trends, uh, there is a South African by the name of Elon Musk who came up with a system known as known as Starlink. So Starlink is basically just satellites. And theoretically, when he launches all his satellites, all the, the whole world will be covered by 
his fast internet. So will Mr. Musk be helping us on the 9th? Uh, haven't finished. Okay. So, <laughs> so Mr. Musk is going to do that eventually for the world. But before that, we have people like Iridium and Thuraya who are doing that currently. So, but are they in the remit of the IEBC? I mean, there's all these wonderful problems happening in China. We want um, reassurance for our elections this year. Yes, they are. Is that what's going to happen? Some other technologies yes. will step in to supplement, subsidize, whatever the S word might be. Yes, because what, what they've said is primarily they will, de- they will depend on mobile providers and the mobile, tele- the mobile and other uh, service providers. But failure to that, they will rely on satellite phones. And right. satellite phones, unless you're in a cave somewhere in the middle of the earth, they will get a signal. And they will get a signal and they'll be able to transmit data from wherever you are around, around the world. So I'm, inter- I'm interested in the idea of timeline. I mean, it, maybe it's not we're, not, uh, we're not by design having somebody from the IABC say the whole thing is working. But you, as a Guiji in the industry, uh, does this capacity, is it created overnight? Or can we reassure ourselves that 18, 19, three weeks to the day, the systems are already in place. Is this wishful thinking? Is this pie in the sky? What is it in relation to the forthcoming elections? It's not wishful thinking. It is, it's, more, um, it's more like if we want to do it, if I want to do it right now, I can go out and buy, uh, let's say there are a thousand polling stations that are not covered with the 3G um, the 3G signal. I can go out today online and get those 1,000 satellite phones. So it's not beyond the realm of reality. It's something that if IBC have done it... But if, if, if they have, but we're, again, we're told that IBC again, it's out there, they probably don't have the finances. They're, 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 they're dealing with the, the elections on a shoestring budget. So how many shoes and how many strings make a a free and fair election. Now, now that for that we'll have to go back. Mm. And one of the one of the, like in, in researching for this, I came across uh, uh, a statistic that said after the last elections, there were five hundred and thirty-three satellite phones that didn't arrive on time before the last elections. I believe from the last elections till now, those phones have somehow appeared in the IBC offices. And I believe based on that and the other phones that they have at that time, they should have sufficient stock to be able to transmit the results in, in a our, timely manner. Yes. In our, this particular, seg- particular segment, so pardon me, we could go for the word weaknesses uh, because then we'll go to AOB. But um, just to make sure we don't run out of time, what are the weaknesses then? What is the self-criticism? Um, our main weakness, I believe, has nothing to do with technology, but rather it has something to do with our... Can I say our nature as Kenyans? We have... Oh dear, five minutes ago, you were just saying we're wonderful. <laughs> now our nature is really um, doing us in. Okay, what's wrong with our nature now? Tell us, tell us. So sometimes I believe we, we have very beautiful... Like, if you look at the... The technology regulations in the Elections Act, it's one of the most beautifully written pieces of legislation. And why is it? Why do I say that? Because from an 
are a purely IT point of view. The things that are put in that regulation, if they're followed to the letter, we will not have any problems, we will not have any complaints. And the beauty of it is IBC is mandated to keep data for three years after the elections. Now, the beauty of that is even though we don't trust our systems, I believe some people got uh, data from the last elections. And if this data is given to some of our really brilliant Kenyans in Nairobi University or other universities, they can go through that data and try and identify anomalies and use those anomalies to predict what, uh, if any anomalies will happen in this or to try and give that to IBC to seal the loopholes that existed in the previous elections. And after this, we'll have three years. I mean, we should be able, I believe, again, I'll go back to we are smart people. We should be able to use that data to make decisions for this and preceding um, elections to make sure that they're as free and fair and verifiable as possible. Just before we go, can I put in that another S word, which is server. The server went down. It's like, it's not sort of serving. It's a wonderful dish of fish and chips. What is this thing? And um, this time around, the server? Now, uh, when, when people throw around words like that, it it uh, it it's interesting. Let, let me just digress and I'll come back to that. It's, for example, when somebody comes and says, um, comes to your office and say, oh, by the way, do you have Wi-Fi? Uh, normally I say, uh, no, I don't have Wi-Fi, but I have internet. So what do you want? So you see, we have, we have had things that are synonymous with, it's like a big pen or blue band. Or, you know, it's, a big is a brand. It's not the, it's not a biro pen, but people have used it to be synonymous with something else. So when somebody says the server and access to the server, my question is, you had, you have, IBC is mandated to keep that data for three years. There is a form that you can fill as a citizen and get that data from the IBC. If people are saying, "Oh, the server is not is not is not accessible," but Luigi, it didn't happen last time. Yes, but but my question <laughs> it didn't is, didn't happen last time. The server is no, no, no. there. Everything is no, but you but, can find out. Uh, but, but let me ask. Yes, did no, don't anybody, ask any questions. Tell me answers. <laughs> did, did anybody go to court and mandate the IBC to give them that information so that they can go through it? I'm not aware of that. So if if they didn't do that, then that's that that's a problem. You see, now that's now I say we Kenyans have we have a peculiar nature where we have very well written laws, but nobody wants to follow them. Okay. So I believe somebody should have gone, civil society should have gone and said, okay, we have this, it's in, the, it's in the constitution, it's in the amendment, give us that information. Let us look at it, let us go through it, let smart guys go through it and give us a result. But unless I'm mistaken, that didn't happen. Time for another break. Gwiji, um, I just, uh, as a courtesy, I'd like to go back and say, is there something that you had prepared to say under the rubrics of strengths and weaknesses that I didn't give you an opportunity to? Because predictably, I'm going to move on to threats. Um, strengths, 
Oh, one thing I wanted to mention, sorry, I, um, I'm i not a radio person, so I get excitable, so you'll have to um, forgive me. No, the excitement uh, makes me delighted. So, <laughs> so the funny thing is, okay, I'd, I'd like to ask you a question, but I know you'll run away from it, so... No, do, I'll, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you one opportunity. Uh, I will I'll answer give you the one, question. I'll, no. I'll give you one opportunity. Do you know how many mobile subscribers are in Kenya? Three million. <sighs> Surely, uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, we have 64 million. Well, I tried. <laughs> no, you did try. <laughs> so about like 20 times the, the number you came up with. So we have 64 million mobile subscribers against a population of 40-something? 47 to 50. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, You know, that, that, that in itself is, again, I go back to the whole idea of network, um, like acceptance of these technologies. We as a country have embraced mobile technologies and ran with them. I think in the world, there's nobody who comes close to us. So we, we're very funny as Kenyans. Again, go back to our peculiar nature. We're very funny as Kenyans. Um, very few people argue with their Safaricom balance for M-Pesa balance. Okay, airtime is different. We argue with that. We say, ah, make a pesa zangu, you know, mm-hmm. all that. And um, I have people who believe that Safaricom is just, they just take whatever they, they have randomized billing where they just bill you for whatever they feel like. But with M-Pesa, very few people can argue with M-Pesa. If you pay to a till number, now look at it this way. Uh, if you see a till number on a wall, how do you know it exists? How, why do you trust it? When you see a till number on the wall, like I'm keeping silent, uh, <laughs> but I'm keeping these thoughts in my heart. Now, but see, I trust it largely because it's the entity that I've gone to, the supermarket that I'm paying the money to. So I'm trusting the fact that the money, otherwise, that entity would go somewhere else. I mean, if I don't pay my groceries and you don't get the money, so that's what I trust that nobody's saying you didn't pay, you're going to court. Yeah, and look at it this way. Like, the entity you trust, right? Mm. You pay you pay with the till number, right? Exactly. And the supermarket knows that they'll get their money. They're not worried. Right. So, basically, as Kenyans, we can trust. Like, we can trust things. Mm. We just pick and choose what we want to trust. So, we can trust Safaricom and M-Pesa, but Safaricom and voice billing, eh, no. You see, no, no, Guiji, we're not talking at um, cross purposes. I'm just saying, and I and I was at pains to put that into my introduction. Uh-huh. Is that last time? Yes, things went wrong. It's like you know, first marriage ended in divorce. Now you found Miss Wright. Is this marriage going to last forever? Let's go for that kind of analogy. Are we secure that our second techno-based elections, IT ready as we are, are going to be a beacon? of right conduct to the whole world, if not the universe. I can say with a certain level of certainty, yes, because all the by-elections ever since the last election up to now have been carried out with this system in place. So the system has worked all the way from candidate registration to voter registration to voter identification, all the way to result transmission. So it works. So sometimes I, I feel, I, I know how people would look at it from a non-IT perspective that this system can fail. But the system is designed so that it can be verified. 
Okay, well, the trick question, again, yes. I call upon your superior knowledge, the uh-huh. good old word, if. Yes. If, let's get the clause in uh, Kizungu Sanifu, mm-hmm. if it were to fail, yes. what would we do? So, if it were to fail, surprisingly, okay, now, you know, the funny thing is, Electronic have, res- have another set of elections <laughs> that cost another 40 billion. Now, May, again, I've got my figures wrong. Maybe it takes 400 billion, but elections tend to be expensive. When we ran the elections again in October 2017, it was an expensive venture. And one of the arguments against, one of the arguments against was that given our economy and our resources, it wasn't a thing to do. But. Uh, the failure was a procedural failure. It wasn't a technological failure. It was procedural because everything, our, our, our constitution, and I, li- I, like, I like some some parts of our constitution because our constitution says that for you to have an election, there are certain things that have to be in place and for the results, there are certain things that have to be done for the telling and all that. If all that was followed to the letter of the law, we would be okay. So now, what, um, what, how I look at it is, I come from a school of thought where technology is blamed for non-technology problems. Okay, so expand. It's, I like it's that a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. So if if your if your process fails or if your process is poorly designed, why blame technology? Now you know the funny thing is, all technology is doing in this election is two main things: one, making sure you. Was John C. Kumu is the person you say you are, and two, after you and your okay, whatever you'd vote, let's say if you vote in the village, you and your villagers, the results that you, the people that you've chosen, that is what is transmitted to a national tallying center. Now, the interesting thing, and I'll go back to this again, is these elections were designed to be verifiable. And if you ask anybody in the IT field, we love verifiable not only do we love verifiable we love auditable so most of our systems are designed so that they can be verified and they can also be audited by an independent person i hear you and i'm just going to say again that if i'm in the village what people say in bars restaurants playgrounds Mm -hmm. this one ancy thing is that in that period between what i do Mm-hmm. and the transmission to the national grid and the announcement, there's a lot of hanky-panky that can go on in that process. Maybe some other secret kind of uh, verifiable sources are put in <laughs> to make sure that Guiji gets another 50,000 votes. It happens even in the United States of America. If we can ask people in Texas and, you know, governor of whatever who was the de- Democrat poor woman, uh, it, it fails in the first world with people with nuclear arms and arsenals, <laughs> capacity to destroy the world at the push of the button, which is also a technological feat. And you're saying, don't worry, kid, everything will be fine. Hmm. 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 So what, what fails, if yes. I can ask the question, what well, fails, well, the technology or the process? The process. You, you've made that clear to me. So if the process fails, there's no amount of technology. But then the process is vested. Uh, okay, you're telling me in the same way that when I was a child, a real kid, uh, we had all the ministers and uh, on the wall and we said, so and so is the minister for agriculture. You're saying that the players in this process 
we ought to be able to identify them as well. They, they ought to be in our photo album and say that fellow is the one who's transmitting the results. He's in charge of the process because you're saying the process could be flawed, but the process so far is a mystery, much like yourself on this show. No, it's not a mystery because, again, we Kenyans do not like reading. Hmm. You included. Okay. So <laughs> the reason is apparently, not let me not say apparently, but if you look at the, the act that I keep going back to, yes, one of the things that IBC is mandated to do, and fingers crossed they did it, is 45 days before the elections, they're supposed to publish all the things that, especially things to do with transmission, that people can go in and audit and verify. Now, I just want to ask another question. Who is our largest telecom provider in Kenya? I'm not publicizing anybody. You publicize them. I'm not going to publicize them. Yes. But the guy who we all know, yes. the, the Waiakiwe guy. So um, one thing about it is we can trust that when I pay with a till number, Mr. Waiakiwe will get the money to the merchant and the merchant will receive the money to pay their suppliers. But we cannot, tr we cannot trust Mr. Waiakiwe to transmit results from one point to another. I mean, we need to make up our minds. Are we going to trust him fully or are we going to trust him partially? And right, right. If, if you travel, that is when you know you'll miss Mr. Waiakiwe because uh, other countries out there don't have it as good as we do. And regardless of uh, Mr. Waiakiwe's uh, um, secret source of billing for voice, the, the, the guy gives us proper service and it's enviable across the world. Okay, and, and I guess um, just to put in a, a plug for his competitors, uh, there are others <laughs> other who are, guys, yes, who yes, are yes. equally proficient. Okay, yes. uh, let's not dwell on that too much. I have another on, on my own magic note sheet here. Um, under, under threats, uh, how can the IEBC ensure that there are no lapses in logistics or security? So we've taken not failure, but breakdown and again, you look at past elections where it seemed as if there was a sort of uh, trend emerging. There was a sort of blanket blackout for three hours. And then when we, in the final stretch of the 100 meters, the guy who was at the back of the pack zoomed to the head and broke the world record. <sighs> that kind of thing. So what what we can do is... One, we, we, we have to exercise a tiny little bit of blind faith and ensure that things will be done as they say they will be done. It might not work, but in, in some cases it will work. What, what we need to be is we need to be realistic, is that these are technological systems. And one of the biggest things I have against um, to do with technological systems is that they can fail. How many, um, we have car manufacturers who recall their vehicles, brand new vehicles, they recall them because of a technological fault. That, that doesn't mean that those cars do not work. They work bar for that little technological fault. So the next thing we need to say is what is the acceptable level of failure we are willing to, to accept as Kenyans, basically? What, what, what level do we say um, if we have no results for... 
an hour then we start getting worried or two hours or three hours you know that's that's what we need to come to terms with and say that this is the level of failure that we are willing to accept and now the thing about it is there is no solution i can give that will work why do i say that because all this is codified in the law the law says that it has to be done in a particular way so i'd give i'd give examples of saying uh call let somebody call and read out the elections and read out some verification maybe generate something and read that out and then that can be verified against something else and two or three people can verify that that can work but is it in the law so any solutions that i'll give which are not in the law are basically null and void i can come up with and different ways of transmitting this election this results and they'll be brilliant and beautiful but if they're not codified in the law they cannot work and the thing about it is this act has existed since 2017 nobody has seen it fit to say anything against it everybody just says ah it's cool it's cool then after they're like oh manual electronic all this but i mean these things existed you had an opportunity to read and you have you're surrounded by i believe if you're running for president you're surrounded by some clever guys who should be able to read and tell you we need to change this law because of abcd or we need to challenge this law because of abcd that for the best of my knowledge has not happened so it it's again our kenyan nature some things we accept other things we don't accept but I believe for these elections let's not point the finger solely at technology because technology is just there to assist not to replace the processes of elections. Well, thank you. We're going to take another break and then we can end on a high uh could well be a marijuana high in the days to come uh by addressing the word opportunities. Gwiji, uh, this is our last segment. And again, uh, I must say I'm learning from listening to you. And the way these things work out is that before we sort of met for a cup of tea, before we walked into the studio, um, gosh, uh, is there anything you'd like to say? And because you're here, this is all about civic education. Is there anything that you'd like to say thus far that you haven't said thus far uh, before we pull out the o word what are the opportunities is there something that you'd like to clarify and what has gone before um yes actually uh, as part of civic education nice that you mentioned that uh one of the things that in the was supposed to do strength weaknesses opportunities and threats yes and one of the threats that we face in this election and surprisingly there was an advert about Mozilla a few seconds ago and brought a smile on my face because One of the biggest issues we are having right now is the issue of misinformation. You know, like they say a lie um a lie is halfway around the world before the truth puts on its pants. So, we have a big issue. It's it's yes, it's a it's a it's a concern or about misinformation. And social media has made the idea of misinformation 
much worse in this day and age. And I say this to the extent that Mozilla, the Mozilla Foundation did a research on TikTok. I know you don't know about TikTok. No, I don't know uh, about yes, TikTok, yes, but I'm fine. I'm, nah, I'm getting by. I, I have a friend who's big on TikTok, and I, I look at him and wonder, um, did he skip a stage? Uh, but anyway, I still love him. Um, I wouldn't trade him for anything, but he loves TikTok. And one of the, the issues that Mozilla found is that TikTok... Now, the last time it was WhatsApp, but this time TikTok is being used to spread quite a lot of misinformation and flame the tribal, um, you know, divisions and stuff for uh, uh, during these general elections. So TikTok exists. TikTok is done by ByteDance, which is a, a company, um, a, a big global company. And unfortunately, they were spreading a lot of misinformation. To the fact, to the to the point that Mozilla came up and said, "Hey, TikTok, what what are you guys doing? This 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 thing is it's big and it can have repercussions." Now TikTok had to go and introduce measures within their app where people can do fact checking for this Kenyan elections. So one that tells you two things. Now let me segue now into opportunities. That tells you two things. One, we're a force to be reckoned with worldwide when it comes to technology. Because otherwise, if, I mean, we're in Africa, let's face it. Um, we're not exactly, I'm trying to look for a, a nice way to put it, we're not exactly uh, cream of the crop in some, people's, in some people's eyes when it comes to technology. We're like, you know, those, yeah, the Africans and their little inventions, yeah, what are they doing? But for TikTok to go out, a global company to go out and introduce ways of checking um, your fact checking within TikTok. It means that we have um, we have a strength as Kenya, and this time I'll, I'll talk about Kenya. And we have a strength as Kenya, especially online. We made Korean Airlines apologize for the the advert that they. Do you, do you know about the Korean Airlines debacle? No, but we'll have to skip it in terms okay, of time. Okay, okay, I'll, right. I'll go and look it up. <laughs> okay, so I'll Korean it. Korean Korean Airlines had to um, apologize. CNN had to apologize based on what Kenyans, the noise that Kenyans make online. Now, I love, I, I love Kenyans for that. I mean, we, we might not like each other from time to time, but when it comes to somebody attacking us as Kenyans, we will respond with one voice. And that's, that's a very big opportunity. I mean, we have some unity that we don't seem to realize or we don't seem to uh, want to capitalize on. We're together in this. We were all brought together by circumstances and we're in this uh, land called Kenya, beautiful country. We're in this together. And the thing about it is we embrace certain technologies like social media, like on Twitter, the Kenyans on Twitter, KOT, are a force to reckon with. Nobody comes against Kenyans on Twitter. We, we are like rabid dogs. We will respond and we will take you out. Ask South Africans, ask Nigerians. They tried, but we, we did the thing as Kenyans. And this is an opportunity to take that and now employ it in other areas. Now, why can't we take that and employ it to trust in our systems? Why can't the government... I mean, we, we say, well, oh, we're young, we're digital. We, we've done beautiful things as a country in terms of technology. Why can't we take that same and use it to pass civic information off to the people? I believe very few Kenyans have uh, read the um, Elections Act of 2011, the subsequent um, 
amendment. Very few people have read it. Mostly lawyers and those well, types. Well, p- part of the reason that we're doing this program is, <laughs> is that, that not yes. that many Kenyans could have read. Uh, well, but, uh, but by see, the same token, not that many people have read the Bible from cover to cover or the Quran or the Gita. So uh, education is good uh, and uh, you're providing it. Yes. And so that's what I'm saying is uh, as a government and as a people, we need to take this social media thing and use it for constructive things. Let's use it to educate people. Let's say um, we're going to do a WhatsApp or a, a Twitter a Twitter account that's going to be maybe the president of the Republic of Kenya. Can, I, can we just put one time that again the thing the question that's been put yes. if 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 social media is that hot so to speak yes why this antipathy towards empowering us just to vote through our mobile phones that wonderful I've heard it said we just sit at home don't have to queue up in the freezing cold in August and just say Guiji for president done and then count them. I would, I would love that to happen because it would be instant and we'd get our results then. then. So, so why the reluctance to have that kind of election? Um, I don't know. Okay. For me, for me um, um, I'm in IT and I'm, I'm like sufficiently lazy. Mm. Like if you gave me that option, I'd vote every week. And, it, and it's coming. It, it'll come ultimately. Yes, ultimately. Like, and also makes Kenyans in the diaspora. Be able where, to vote, yes. Where, where we're sort of saying, no, it's all too difficult. No, let them wait. Um, and you see... Uh, the beautiful thing is that we have ways where we can verify Kenyans right? and who Kenyans are. And it's a possible, one of the best ways, again, I, I take back to the 64 million subscribers. It means that most adults in Kenya have access to a cell phone. Right. And th- yeah. right. I'm, I'm, I'm cramming them in now. Is there, okay. is there you know, the, the, the gender uh, minorities, uh, does this IT instrument empower women empower minorities in a way that it never did before yes it does because the first thing it does is it it helps us to go against the danger of a single story now the the idea is that there are stories that have been said about kenya single stories like oh kenya elections violence and all this but we can use social media we can use um, mobile phones we can use the internet to go against certain narratives that are detrimental to us as a country. Well, there was certainly social media in 2007. <laughs> Contributed to that. <laughs> but, so, yeah, so maybe but see, that's a bad example. No, no, no. But we can use it positively. You see, we can use it positively, yes. You see, um, one, of, one of the... the I like history. And one of the accounts I follow on Twitter is a history account. And based on that, I have learned so much about Kenya and I've learned so much about Africa from accounts on Twitter. Now, why can't we use that to, one, empower women? Like, let's see what women are doing. Women in in STEM, like um, IT is basically part of STEM, and we need to have women in STEM coming up and being the most popular. Like, we can make them the most popular on social media, but it needs a concerted effort from all of us as Kenyans to say that this is the direction we want to go as a country, and these are the things, these are the values that we want to amplify, and these are the other values that we want to downplay let's not let's not have little irrelevant things online let us deal with things like our women in stem let us highlight them if you are a famous playwright and actor and all those things if on your on your if you have a twitter account and then you do you have a twitter account 
I do indeed. I do. You I, see? But, but it's run by my son. <laughs> it's okay. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> so you see, if you have that and you can say every week you're going to mention a woman in STEM in Kenya and then oh, just tell your followers, by the way, just do one thing. Just retweet this to your followers. Right. You have done your part in building the Kenya that we want yeah. using the technology that we have that we like to vilify from time to time. This is a, a phrase that I, I quite dislike from my fellow broadcasters, but uh, I'm going to use it for today since I don't know anything about what you're talking about, really. <laughs> I'm going to ask you whether in um, two minutes, perhaps you have what is called a parting shot before I ask you who you are and say goodbye. Two uh, minutes. Uh, uh, IT and the elections. What, what's the message to the one inchy? One, let us know our laws. Let's let's just take time. It's it's boring. They're long-winded and they're written like just they're just boring how they're written. But let us know our laws. Let's know the basics. Let us know what we as Kenyans are entitled to, based off the constitution. Let us know that one, two, if possible, let us educate a fellow Kenyan on the things that are in the constitution that they might not know. My grandma back in the village might not know certain things. I'm in a position of knowledge. I should be able to, just as we're speaking, just tell her, oh, by the grandma, you know, ABCD. She might not be interested, but she will know. And that knowledge might, let me use the word might, or will cascade down to other people. And the funny thing is, we as Africans are, we were, our, I know you, from, from the arts, we are very, we don't write much, but we talk. And our history is mostly oral. And if we can talk and pass on certain values that we want to be to be highlighted as Kenyans through using social media, using technology, that is what I'd want us to do. Let us use technology for the right things. Let's not use it to stoke divisions and bring about conflicts and things like that. Let's use it to teach the future generations about who we are, what we stand for as Kenyans. Let's solve the mystery. Who are you? What is your name? And how did you get to where you are, knowing all these wonderful things that I don't? <laughs> uh, my name is Menge, and I got... The other name too, please. Uh, Menge Nyamwaya. Menge Nyamwaya. Yes, yes, and for me, I, I joined the IT field. I, it wasn't my first choice. It was electronics, and then just happened to move into IT. The best decisions I ever made. Uh, one of the best mistakes or decisions I ever made. And the thing about it, I'd like to, if there are any young people out there listening, if you want a career in IT or if you like reading and you like being keeping abreast with um, technology and the latest happening, just by all means, come into the IT field. The IT field is broad. Uh, it's not just programming. There's a lot to do with it. There's networking. You can do security. You can do audits. You can do quite a lot. You can even do... Interface design. I have um, our friends who do interface design, and they're actually pretty good at what they do. So the IT field is is large, but it will make sure that, or it will, you as a person will have to keep on toes and keep reading for the rest of your life or for as long as you're in the IT field. We have to stop there. <laughs> do continue to give us feedback, hopefully positive and reassuring, on the Twitter handle at capital FM Kenya or 0701-984-984 or drop us a text or 
WhatsApp message on that number. I've been talking to IT expert Menge Nyamwaya, and you've been listening to John Sibi Okumu on Wednesday. Thank you for doing that, and until next time.